when the roll is called up yonder. Is that the, our desire? Amen. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. There's another song we'd like to sing this morning called Shelter in the Time of Storm. Uh, we know that one? Amen. That's what I'm trying to determine at this moment. Uh, shelter in the time of storm because we are living indeed in this time of storm. And we do need a savior. We do need a shelter. We need someone who will protect us from what all these things that are going on. And uh, if we don't have God, what chance do we have? <laughs> What's that? 94. Page 94. Are we all right? Oh, it's not in the book. Who said 94 then? She said not in the book. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sister Shaw is uh, having trouble with her voice. Uh, let's turn, if you would, to page 92, and we're going to sing Standing on the Promises. How about that one? Amen. Page 92. And let's sing 1 and 4, please. Standing by a purpose. Standing by a purpose. Oh, have mercy. You know that one, don't you? Page 66, all right. This is the last service we're having in the wilderness. And so, they, they, standing on the promise. We're going to stand on that promise today. And uh, it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. We're on page 66. And if we were going to stand here on some more promises, it'd been all right, too. So let's go ahead and sing this. Let's sing the first and the last verse, please. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> stand on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing. Spirit sore, 
be seated. I learned last week that uh, I don't need to sing because when we're doing the social media, you only hear me. And that misrepresents you all. And I don't want to misrepresent you all's ability to harmoniously come together in song. So uh, thank you, Sister Shaw, for reminding me. I'm not the singing pastor, that's for sure. Uh, so uh, uh, we praise God for this opportunity he gives us. We want to thank you all for being here today. Uh, thank you all for joining us on the conference line and thank those who are joining us, we pray, on YouTube this morning uh, that uh, we get to celebrate God's uh, Holy Sabbath together. So let's pray and ask the Lord to send his spirit to us so we may walk through his word together. Heavenly Father, again, in the name of Jesus Christ the righteous, we bow to your throne of grace and mercy this morning, thanking you so much, Lord, for the great privilege of prayer. And Father, we ask at this time that your spirit would bless us with its presence for it is its duty, Lord, to communicate your will to us. And Father, we ask that we would hear, we would also listen, but Lord, we would do more than that. We would obey. Bless those all over the world who are bowing down before you now. We ask that your spirit would be present with them as well. Be with your ministers, Lord, so they may speak your truth, so your children may hear and obey. And Father, please forgive us for the sins we have committed against you. And we ask that you would make us a delivered people. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. That's a little better. It's a little better. We're going to get there. See, because when the uh, acoustics change, because we've been in a new place, it's going to be a little smaller, a little more... Uh, uh, homey, I guess is the best. I don't want to say homely. <laughs> a little more reverb. We'll get our sound people in here to, to fix everything. But uh, we praise the Lord for this morning. Amen. We've had a good time. Yeah. We found out things about God that we need to be refreshed on. We need to find out about disease and the origins of those things and how to get out of those things and how to be cured and blessed by those things. And, and we found out that we need to be compassionate one toward another at all times. Amen. And so here we're going to look at something today he woke us with, up with. And you all who've been here more than a day know that we kind of emphasize something called spirit. Right. But I don't want you to miss something. So let's go to this scripture. We're going to go to John chapter 4. We talk about the importance of the Holy Ghost, which is indeed important. But I need you need to understand the job of this spirit is to teach the truth. Amen. Right. So you can't have spirit without truth. We can't have truth without spirit. So we don't want to get that uh, uh, messed up in our heads because you're going to be overly spiritual and, and, and don't have any truth. You're going to be in trouble. You got all the truth in the world, but you don't have the spirit. You're going to be in trouble. That's why we're going to John chapter four, because there's another spirit out here. We're going to warn you about today. And without the truth, you're going to you're going to fall victim to it. Now, we're going to go to John chapter four and we begin at verse 23. John chapter four and verse 23, it says, but the hour cometh and now is 
when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. See, with God there is a truth. With God there are laws, there are commands, right? right. With God, uh, with his spirit comes along his word, his truth, amen? amen? So just because man has added to it, or man has taken away from it, it does not mean that God has done away with his word. And, and, and we, his guidelines are extremely important, especially in these last days. If we don't have the guidelines of the Bible, we are going to fall victim to this other spirit and won't even know it. We talked about Wednesday night being religious reprobates. We talk about us being so, 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 so stuck on some mindset that, that we miss the kingdom of God. But here we are needing some type of guidelines because the spirits are running rampant in these last days. Amen? Amen. If we don't believe it, why, does, why are things happening like they are? There's spirits everywhere, okay? And there's only two sides, which makes it a little easier. Right. If there was eight sides, we'd be in trouble. But there's only two spirits out here, and you got King Jesus in charge of one set, and you got the Prince of the Power of the Air in charge of the other. Amen? Amen? So we need some help and some guidelines so we can tell which is which, because you know what? Sometimes we can't. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Because this law is important. This command is important. His guidelines are important because it lets us know what is good and what is evil. Now, in Matthew, in chapter 5, we're going to go to verse 17. Jesus was trying to explain to the people a very important point that most churches have done away with. It says, think not that I am come to destroy the law. Now, who said that? Jesus. Now, Jesus said it. So is it true? Think not that I have not come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to do something called fulfill. Uh, fulfill means to meet the requirements of the law. Right. Not, okay, it's done. <laughs> he came to meet the requirements of the law because the law could not be changed. He loved us, but he wasn't going to change God's law for us. So he came to meet God's law. So we would have a chance to meet God's law. Does that make sense? He said, for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, the Pharisees was known for hypocrisy. They say and do not, right? right? He said, but you got to understand something. I need you to have behind what you do a reason for your hope. I need you to, 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 to live on the inside like you're trying to show on the outside. He said, the law makes you walk in a certain way. It makes you talk in a certain way. His commands make you become a whole person, an outside and an inside person. And he said, I need you, your righteousness needs to be of me. 
It needs to be a spirit-filled righteousness, not just words on a page, not just statutes and judgments, but a judgment and command that is empowered by my spirit. Does that make sense? Amen. That was something the church had left and lost. Back then, the church was all law and no spirit. Now we got a spirit and no law. I didn't say that. We got a spirit and no law. Now, let's keep going. See, John 15. Go to John 15. See, it's important to have the guidelines of Christ. Without them, we are lost. Period. I mean, there's no way around it because what you're fighting, the only thing that has defeated is Christ. Our mindsets, our point of views, our intelligence, our experience, the experience of our churches, our denominations. Nothing can fight this battle except Christ. And if we lose Christ and his commands, we are going to be lost forever. In John 15. And let's start at verse 8. John 15, 8. Herein is my father glorified. That ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Hey, when you start bearing fruit, you're gonna, that's what my disciples do. But he said, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and, how, and do what? I abide in his love. Look at that. That's the fulfilling of the law. I abide in my father's commandments. I want you to what? Abide in my commandments in love. See, our connection, we are God's people through love and his commandments. Amen. He said we honor God by following his word. He said he, he we follow his truth. We keep his truth, his commandments by the spirit. And more importantly, we keep his truth by his spirit. Amen. More better way of putting that his truth keeps us is that better his truth keeps us don't sit there and say because people say well you can't do this you don't need to do that no more his truth keeps us we can't keep his truth (laughs) we can't and and this is what 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 kills the argument about people saying you all are trying to work your way into heaven man you 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 don't have that much energy You don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. We're not trying to do that. His truth keeps us. Walking in his truth delivers us. And we walk in his truth by his spirit. Amen? Amen. Just because man can't keep it doesn't mean it can't get kept. And it doesn't also mean that it it doesn't have to be kept. It must be kept. Because the law says the wages of sin is death. And we got to keep. We don't want to die. He said, you got to keep my law. You got, and, 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 and we, won't, we won't get to it today, but, you know, people will tell you that the law was what? Done away. done away with. These people don't study their Bible. Oh, that's a bold statement to make. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't understand their Bible. We should say that. They might be great students of it. They just don't understand it. God says, I need you to know that my law is perfect. It converts the soul. According to the book, testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. More to be desired than them than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. He said, my law is perfect. I'm not changing it. Now, there's some things that you don't do anymore (laughs) that get nailed to the cross. You don't have to do those no more. 
Why? Because the one those things were pointing to has come, Christ Jesus. And so there's no more killing of sheep, is it? We don't have to do that anymore, do you? Some people still do it because they're waiting on the Messiah. The Messiah has come, has he not? And there are a lot of things that don't, are not necessary any longer, but his law is true. It, it lives forever. So we got to make sure we are in that, in that command. We got to make sure that Bible is, is what we carry with us and we talk with, talk with every day. See, uh, 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 without God's word to guide us, without his spirit to, to, to lead us, uh, uh, we won't know his truth. We will fall under the influence of the enemy. And we live in what's called the time of the enemy now. Now, this is not mm, an opinion. Without Christ, you will fall. That's it. Without Christ, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, you are going to fall victim to the enemy of souls. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. That's why he came to give us a shot, to give us a chance, because we'll believe some of anything, won't we? Go to Second Thessalonians. See, if the word is not there to guide us without that spirit to teach us, we're going to get under the influence. But Second Thessalonians chapter two. Because this is what we're up against. We're not up against anything human. Turn CNN off. Stop thinking people are shooting people in Virginia. Stop thinking that, that, that Pelosi and what she does makes any difference at all. We're dealing in the spirit. Amen. This is what we're up against. And as soon as you realize this, you will stop wasting your time trying to figure out how to manipulate a man-made system. You can't. Who cares? about the system. We care about those who are victims of the system. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Let's begin at verse nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and what kind of wonders? Lying wonders. They're not the truth, are they? They're lies that are, that, that are being performed on us. And sometimes we are agents of that lie. Verse 10 says, and, when all, with, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they did what? They received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So what saves us? The love of the truth, the love of Jesus. We didn't receive it. And if we don't receive it, we are going to fall under the deceivableness of unrighteousness. All the lying wonders, all the signs and the power, we're going to fall victim to it because we have nothing there to strengthen us, to allow us to see that it's a lie. If you don't know the truth, how are you going to know what a lie is? God's word is the truth. And just because we don't believe it, it doesn't keep it from being the truth. Right. Ask Eve. Did, didn't, didn't God tell Adam, because he called their name Adam, right? Male and female, he created them and called their name Adam. He told Adam this. He said, if you eat of the tree, you will surely die. True. That was the truth. Was that the word? Amen. Was that a command? Amen. Was that an ordinance? Amen. Was that a statute, <laughs> as they say? 
Was it true? Did they believe it? No. They fell under the lying wonder. Can we go visit Eve today? Did she die? Did Adam die? Now, did the truth change because you did not believe it? So let's get that point in our heads first. It doesn't matter if you believe it, it's still the truth. Amen? Base your whole life on his truth, not yours. Our truth, it, it varies. It changes based upon our feelings, based upon our, oh, I learned something new. This is true now. Man, can you imagine a God creating the universe based on your truth or my truth? You're talking about instability. The planets are running to each other. I mean, it would be terrible. That's why God says my word is truth. And that's, there's no discussion about that. And if we are not in that belief, we are going to fall victim to the lying wonders. The devil knows that without the truth of God, the word of God to keep us and grounded, he knows we have not a chance. We don't have a chance. He, 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 he's going to mesmerize us. <laughs> and it came to, he said, he's going to mesmerize us straight into hell. Nobody wants to go there, do I mean, we living in this thing and we're, we, oh, I think, oh, it's all right. Everything is going to go on like it. It's not even the same today as it was yesterday. And we think it's going to go on like this forever. No. We always tell people who are old enough, there's no more Brady Bunch. Ozzie and Harriet, I'm trying to find everybody's age group. I'm, I'm gonna come, don't worry, I'm going to come up to the 90s. Huh? There are no more Bill Cosby shows. The Huxtables are dead. These things are over. Life is not going to be that way, but we can have the victory even in this terrible existence that are around us if we believe in the truth and not be, <laughs> and not be mesmerized by the lying wonders of Satan. Amen? Amen. See, Satan is a spirit, y'all, that has no truth. So if we get that point, too, anything Satan says is not true. Amen. All right? But he quotes scripture. Read what he said. Mm -hmm. Because there's truth in love. But he, he uses his spiritual power to trick us into error. Right. Go to 2 Corinthians. This is how he does it. Are we there all right? We, we all right so far? Amen. What's going on is we're going to understand that with, we need the word, the guidelines. We need the yardstick of truth in order for us not to fall victim to the lying wonders of Satan. If without the measuring tape, we will be taken away, period. I know that, that these are some absolute statements, but this is absolute time now. Amen. We out here, oh, if that, no. If you know what's happening, you would cling to Jesus. Now, don't worry. Oh, it's, it's a disaster. World War 27 is coming. With Jesus, it doesn't matter. See, that's what we forget. We, 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 we know what's on the prophecy book. We know what the plans are of the UN. We know what the plans are with America. We know what the plans are with China. We know what the plans are in Mexico. But with Jesus, it doesn't matter because you are going to be kept in the shelter. Amen. If you believe. They recalled. 40,000, 400,000 pounds of beef or something last week. 
Didn't, absolutely nothing in my life. <laughs> Shelter in a time of storm. Why? He said, you might want to leave that alone. Amen. When they called, a, a, had a recall on, on Kraft macaroni and cheese. You know, the blue box. It's still blue, isn't it? They had E. coli. Shelter in a time of storm. Romaine lettuce. Eat some more lettuce. <laughs> Go to your backyard and pick your lettuce. Amen. 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 I bet there's no, no Monsanto back there. <laughs> Amen. You need to put another. <laughs> they might have come by and did it. But <laughs> Shelter. This is what we, the obedience to the commands of God is what we've got to hold on to. I was reading that report the other day about why everybody has gastrointestinal issues, especially the younger generation. It's because in 1992, they changed how they grow the stuff. It's horrible, the wickedness. That's why we're fighting the devil. We're not fighting a company, we're fighting the devil. It's only a devil would, would, would put insecticide or pesticides on a food and sell that food to you. But it says the same thing that kills the, the pest, uh, attacks the intestinal tract of the pest, attracts the intestinal tract of us. And so when we consume food that's been sprayed with this chemical, our system starts to break down. They are diseases that young people should never have, that they're having now, because they're eating those things that have been poisoned on purpose. Now you see what you're up against. The air you breathe is full of aluminum. How did that happen? Look up when you go home. When we were children, we used to love to see planes fly over the sky. We'd lay in, lay in the ground and look, because those, 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 those uh, 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 trails, vapor trails. Yeah, vapor trails would be like, wow, man, because then they would disappear, and you'd like, oh, I see a ducky, I see a horse, you know, uh, you know, stuff you used to do in innocence of childhood. Now you go home, and those things up there for an hour and a half, crisscrossing each other. The, the majority of that, that chemtrail is aluminum. You know, falling down nice and smooth. Do you know all Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's patients, they find an inordinate amount of aluminum. No. That's what you're up against. And if you're not actively trying to fight what you're up against, you are going to be overcome by it. So when we talk about these things, we're not, we've been kind of gentle because we don't want to scare anybody, but we got to go ahead and believe that God's word is true and we got to hold on to God and we got to walk in God. Amen? Because we're up against something we cannot fight. See, what are we going? 2 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But know this. There's victory in Christ. Amen. Know that. Don't go into this thing, oh, Lord, we, what are we going to do? Is it, man, as my grandfather said, junk on that. We're going to go get this victory. We're going to go walk in newness of life. We're going to walk in truth. We're not going to worry about these things. Well, you going to stay in the house, get an umbrella when you walk outside? <laughs> when you see the enormity of the attack, 
you will see the enormity of grace and the enormity of the power of God. See, that's what we're going to walk in. See, God is protecting us. Amen. Amen. He's delivering us. Even in our ignorance, he says, Lord, let me help them boys. Let me help them ladies. They, they, they don't know. But oh, if we would just walk in the command of God, we don't have to know. We don't have to worry about it. Amen. But in 2 Corinthians, this is what we're fighting. Verse 11, I mean, chapter 11 and verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into what? Now that's interesting. Satan is coming, how? As an apostle of Christ. That's what, let's read. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. He said, you, if you don't know the command, if you don't know the truth, you will think these are ministers of righteousness. They're changing your entire outlook upon Christianity. Christianity is gone, y'all. I mean, what we considered Christianity. We, we thought Christianity was about worshiping Christ didn't we? That's what I claim. Christ Jesus all the way. <laughs> but what they're doing is changing the mind. They're even changing the words. They're changing the, the perspective. They're changing everything. Satan is changing how you perceive Jesus. And they're going to blame it on the young people. It's not the young people. It's Satan. The young people are victims of us not holding on to the commands of God. What do you think was going to happen when we decided not to take them to church? What do you think was going to happen? When we, when we, at home, we didn't do anything. We, we were watching Scandal. Kids three years old, whoo, what's happening? <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? You driving your children to daycare centers, listening to something. I don't even know what's out there now. What, what, little John. <laughs> What do you think was going to happen? This is war. This is spiritual war. And we thought that we could just kind of float on through and Satan was just going to leave us alone. Satan's whole outlook, his whole plan is to take you, your children, your grandmama out. Everybody you love, take them out. And if we have not been convinced that the word of God is the rule of life, we will be taken out. And everybody we love will be taken out. Do we believe that? Yeah. Without the word, we cannot tell the difference between Satan and Jesus. I know that's a hard saying. We can't change. We don't know the difference between this, this what? Angel of light and Jesus. Without the word, without the spirit. We have no way to measure it, do we? And spirit is, let's keep going. Do you see why Satan told the church to get rid of the commandments of God? Right. Oh, it's done away with. Don't worry about that no more. Just throw that book out. Why? Because if you don't have those commandments, you can't tell that Satan. If you can't tell that Satan, man, that spirit is so powerful, it will mesmerize you. See, what spirit is something supernatural. See, God, there's no way to know truth from error without the Bible. If you believe the Bible is true. Now, if you don't believe the Bible is true, then, you know, close the book and go do something else. Right. 
I thought we were talking to people who thought the Bible was the word of God. If you still believe that, let's keep going. If not, amen, let's say a prayer, we get on down. But if you say you believe in the Bible as the word of God, then we need to start living that way. Let the truth keep us. There's a million billion people out here who don't believe that Christ is the son of the living God. Amen. We're not one of them. If you claim Christ, you need to start walking Christ. Let the truth keep you. In these last days, we're going to need to know what that truth is and hold on to it and stop worrying it didn't agree with you. Eve found out the truth is the truth no matter what she thought about it. And we better learn that too. If it's the truth of God, well, I didn't believe that. That has nothing to do with the validity of God. God is not waiting on you to believe him to be him. Right. Amen? Amen? He's still God. He was God before your ancestors got here. He's going to be God after you leave. See, without the word, we don't know truth from error. See, we, we, what we got now, y'all, remember we, everybody's looking on television. They tell us about the one world financial uh, situation, right? Everybody's worried about the tariffs. You know, what China going to do? What's Mexico? That's the one world economic system, right? Uh, uh, then there's a, a one world education system, right? But there's something more important that no one is talking about. It's on the news but you're not seeing it. There's a one world religion already established. It's already here. So on the pro when you get your prophecy line at home, you know, at, at the mall, you say, you are here. <laughs> We're right there. It's here already. We're all looking, is it, is it these people? Is it these people? Let me tell you what it is. See, the one world religion has taken over the world and no one has really been dealing with this. He said, we are, we're too busy, worried about if somebody's a Muslim, somebody's a, a Jew, somebody's a Christian. Uh, the one where religion is none of those. Okay? See, we're so busy talk, dealing in the flesh, we forgot the spirit. What this one world religion is, is a new age religion that is based upon relativism and feeling. Do we understand those two concepts? Relativism, meaning that my truth, your truth, hey. And feelings. How does this make me feel? Satan uses selfishness and sensation in, to trick you to follow him. Now, how could the truth be relevant? I mean, uh, 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 relative. How can the absolute be relative? It cannot. That's why it's absolute. Amen. But now the world religion says what? There's no absolutes. The, uh, he, used, I mean, he, says, he uses words like it's your truth. Right? And, and, and can we all coexist? Okay? We've heard these, right? Or, or I like to hear the ones, oh, I'm spiritual. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> You are spiritual, please be more specific. The devil is a spirit. Are you him? Amen. But this is the world religion. And if you don't believe it, watch what they're doing to those who hold on to the truth. We think it's over where in Pakistan somewhere. You know, those, those uh, 
those movie set, those movie set studio things they, they put on YouTube and make you think that they're cutting people's heads off. You know, we're out here in, in Albania and luck these Christians, ah, <laughs> cut. <laughs> Let's go to the next scene. You don't see what's happening in your own country. Your persecution See, persecution, when we think of in biblical persecution, we think of people being, you know, beheaded, martyred. You're being persecuted now. And what's wonderful, we're talking this morning, it's the time to make a choice. It's time to make a decision. Relativism is no longer going to be an option on either side. They're going to say, do you belong to me or belong to him? Are you going to walk with God or are you going to walk with me? This is what's it's, 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 it's starting to develop now. Your children are facing these same, you and your children are facing these same things. What are they telling you at school? You can't come to school unless you do this, right? See, we live in a, we live in a state that's, you know, it's kind of cool. You live in California, forget it. You have no rights, period. You, if your child is born there, it is their child. Any questions? And you think it's yours. Okay, you think it's your child. Let the child get three years old. You're going to get a letter in the mail. Uh, we have not seen your child. He's not in our system, a, a medical system. Uh, are you giving your children the 37 vaccines that you need to give them before he turns two? If not, who is it? State. And they go, take your child away. See, you're going to have to make a decision in a minute. And you're going to follow God or not follow God. And you've got to have faith that God can help you. Amen. You're going to have to do that. How about your jobs? What happens if they ask you to do something that's against your moral code? Everybody's got a moral code. Unfortunately, it changes depending on what the situation is. But let's say, well, you, we're going to need you to, I don't know, X, Y, Z. Well, I can't do that. You've got to make a decision then. Are you ready to make those decisions? Amen. When I was younger, wow, 20 years ago, you know, mm, I loved to meet those challenges. And it ne not necessarily had anything to do with me being righteous with God. It was me being in your face. Man told me, you have to come in on Saturday for this event. I just love when they told me stuff like that. <laughs> oh, really? It's time to throw. So what happened? I get my hands up. Let's do this. Right, right, right. No, I'd write. Just tell them. I'm not coming. Do what you got to do. But it was a little nicer. But, yeah, you know, I had scripture. You know. Everybody's going to come to that in some form or another. And guess what? They didn't fire me. Matter of fact, they didn't bother me no more at all. They would even do things like this, Brother Lonnie. We haven't, you know, the boss would come in. We haven't, we're going to just buy everybody lunch today. Now, Larry, here's your money. I don't know where you go. <laughs> go get your own food because I, I don't even know where to shop for your food. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I went over there to, to full bend and <laughs> hooked up a plate. You have to stand what you believe in. We got to learn what to believe in. We got to learn what the truth is. Because we're going to have to make a decision and have to believe that God can protect us in his decision. It's his decision that we're making. We're making a decision for Christ, not for anything else. 
We're saying, Lord, we are following you. Wherever that takes us, let's go. Amen. 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 And it's not always scary, all right? right? It's not always we're going to the dungeons. It's not always that way. God will take us to the highest points of the heavens. He'll take us to the upper echelon of humanity. He'll take us wherever he needs to take us. We just have to be ready to go. And if we end up in prison, if we end up in Bel Air, it's still the same God, isn't it? And we're still honored to serve him. But this is the decision you're going to have to make. You're going to have to start making it now. If you haven't started already, you're way behind. But God will catch you up. We have to start saying, yes, Lord and saying, I have to open up my little tiny little brain and let God come in and tell me what I need to do. Amen. Amen. See, one of these religions, this is a term, it was back in college, back in the 70s. Uh, my sister was in school uh, at Illuminati school, <laughs> one of the great ones. And uh, they changed religion class to man class. They, you know, it was like, because all of us in college, you had to take, well, you t- took some kind of religious class. It was called at least religion. I mean, we took Old Testament, New Testament. They said, we don't do that anymore. That humanity is going to be called man class. That was wild. And that, you know, kind of freaked us out. You know, like, really? That's, that's what we've been reading about. He said, yeah, it's here. This is back in 79, back in 79, 80. Well, it's here now. See, he uses the senses. Remember that. Uh, uh, he uses phrases, the phrases we talked about, uh, to bring us, he, the reason he uses coexist and all those kind of things is to bring down our understanding of practicing self. We're some self-practicing people. He uses the senses to lure us into uh, his trap. One such religion, this religion we're about to talk about, is called humanism. Are we familiar with that? Amen. Humanism is an outlook or a system of thought attaching prime importance to human rather than divine or supernatural. Your religion is now you. Do you see how things are working now? Even our belief system in Christ is based upon us. Remember the, 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 the great uh, uh, prosperity movement? It was based upon what God could do for me. Nothing else. I went to church not me. I mean, people go to church or people go to revivals. You see it on, on, on the televisions and, 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 and the great thousands and thousands of people because they heard this man could pray and my finances would go up. Y'all never seen those before? Amen. They would go, why? Not to worship the Lord, not to learn how to serve others, but I need a blessing. I'm going to, to, to this. He going to lay hands on me. Anybody ever laid hands on you of suspect character? I hope your parents protected you from that. Because, you know, in church, you know, there's some good folks who can lay hands and pray with you. That's a good thing. That's what that's what they got it from. Because yeah, good ministers, and they can lay hands on you and, and pray. And, and that's a good thing. But these charlatans and these hustlers don't let them lay hands on you. Transfer of demons are real. But we would go, people would go and, and, and would sit and, and they would sit in these big th- giant coliseums and, and they would want a financial blessing. Now, you come to God like that, you're the God. Help us, Lord. So in Christianity, 
It's called pick and choose religion. We get to pick and choose what we want in Christianity. It's humanism. Hodgepodge. You know, because God, 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 you know, God's a smorgasbord. Figure out what you want. Uh, see, because what, 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 hmm. <laughs> see, what we're looking for is something that fits our natural inclinations. My feelings. Satan is the king of feelings and sensations. If you, if your relationship is God is based on how you feel, you are a prime candidate on being hoodwinked. If it's about feelings, you in trouble. Well, I can't serve God. I, people tr change churches for that reason. A lot of people have left this group because they didn't feel. We didn't make them feel good. Because they were looking for somebody. To, 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 we didn't make them feel good. We tried to get them out of what made them feel bad. We didn't give enough hugs. We didn't give enough donuts. But what we try to do is show you this is the attack that you're under. Let the Lord make you, make, remake you. Make you go ahead and move forward. Make you understand the truth. We, we were here to help you. We're here to support you. We're here to love you. But one thing about this group is this. We can't let you waddle, wallow in your misery. We, that, that's, that's not love. Oh, well, he... They just like that. Okay, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Hell is not a good idea, and that's where you're headed. We don't want to see anybody lose their soul. He said, mourn with them that mourn. Yes, weep with them that weep. Yes, this is what we do. But let me tell you something. You're, you are too important for us to let you just be wrong, Amen. according to the right of God. Amen? But, oh, if you need some feeling, you go to these churches. Man, so, let me stop talking about churches, because people are going to get offended. Uh, you go to these, these groups, these other places, and if they walk, oh, good to see you. How you doing? Give me a hug. Everybody, kumbaya. There's nothing wrong with, with that kind of love, but it's got to be followed with something. See, God is a God of mercy, but he's also a God of judgment. Don't leave the people out there thinking it's okay to be not changed. If your God hadn't changed you, you got the wrong God. If your religious experience hasn't made you a different person, your experience is in vain. Can we say amen? amen. amen. See, Satan's got some supernatural power. And I want you to know that supernatural power comes from two sources. And, and uh, feeling can be, uh, it's an overwhelming feeling. Anybody been touched by supernatural power? It's overwhelming, isn't it? Either side been on both sides. Amen. Okay? So, you know, I'm not, you know, ooh, Pastor Joe, been both sides. Connected on both sides. Entered in both sides. Same sensation. Wrong source. So, just because you got a sensation, I don't care if it was at a revival. You might want to make sure it came from, the, from Christ himself, from the Holy Ghost. See, everybody, uh, everybody wants a supernatural touch. And without God's truth, you won't know who touched you. Don't you think the superhero movies are big now? Everybody wants to reach out for that supernatural ability. It's in us to connect with the supernatural. We used to connect with the supernatural back in the garden, didn't we? We walk with the supernatural in the cool of the day. God says, know me, talk to me, walk with me. We're, we're, we're supposed to contact that. 
But if we don't have the scriptures, we don't know who's touching us. It's bad to have somebody touch you. You don't know who they are. Amen. Amen. We won't get into that. We'll, we'll say that for next week. <laughs> Go to Deuteronomy 18 if you would. We're going to get you out of here. Deuteronomy 18. This is what is happened back in Egypt and this is what's happening now. And we need to be understanding that the command of God is what we need in order to understand who's touching us, who's 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 empowering us, who is giving us this sensation. And don't let your feelings run your religion. How many people are mad at God this week? OK, that's one of them kind of questions. Sorry. Your feelings don't, should not affect your relationship. In a good marriage, your feelings don't affect your relationship. I don't know about you, but being married, you will be mad at your spouse. Sister's going to say amen. Does that make you not love your spouse? Doesn't. I'm just, she's she's crazy. At the end of the day, you didn't fall out of love with her. Let something happen to her. All that, all that mad go away, doesn't it? You run into the hospital. Baby, oh baby, don't leave me. Oh Lord, Jesus. Lord help me. So our feelings shouldn't affect our real true relationships. When God reproves us, don't get in your feelings. At the end of the day, he still loves you. That's why he reproved you. But we're up against something out here. We need to know this. Let's go to Deuteronomy 18. Begin at verse 9. See, we're walking in this land of the Canaanites now. We're walking, we're walking in the land of the Amorites and the Jebusites. And this is what our, our ancestors were doing, and this is where we're walking today. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 18, it's very applicable to us. In verse 9, it says, When thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son and a daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. All this was spiritual activities on the wrong side. He said, don't participate in this. And this is what he's asking us today. Don't participate in this. This is what's out here. This is the power of Satan. This is how he gets us through these avenues. Amen? Amen. He said, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. You tell me this isn't Hollywood. This is Hollywood. They talk to the dead all the time. They're called channeling. Let's keep reading. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out before us. See, God is going to drive them out before us, but if we're doing it, we get driven out as well. Does that make sense? Amen. See, we have to understand that this is what's around us. All of these necromancers, all of the, all, all, all the divin, divin, divinators, all those who are, are dealing in, in the charms and the witchcraft, and this is what's around us. This is what we're fighting. It's only wickedness that we're fighting. He said, don't participate in it. Please don't participate in it. Today in the churches, we are, we, we are taught to do something. This was amazing to me. We found this out about four or five years ago. I think Brother Lyon and I were talking about this. There's something in the churches now called meditative prayer. Anybody heard of that? 
Meditative prayer, contemplative prayer, maybe that's the newer term. And, and it, it, this thing teaches us, it's an ancient technique that, that to open yourselves up, you must empty yourself, right? Uh, and, and opening yourselves, and when you empty yourself, you open up yourself to the influence of another spirit. But it, God said meditate. Let me tell you what God said, <laughs> okay? Since we're going to quote him. See, the Lord never said to meditate to empty out yourself, did he? Go to Psalms chapter 1. See, to meditate on his word is what he said. He didn't say meditate and empty yourself and become one with the universe. Because he said, he warned us about when I sweep these demons out, you better fill it with something. When you start emptying stuff, something's going to fill that void. But in Psalms 1 and verse 2, it says, but, the delight, my, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his what? His law doth he meditate day and night. Amen? Go to Joshua chapter 1. In verse 8, this is flooding, flooding Christianity. He said, verse, uh, chapter eight, one of Joshua, verse 8, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt do what? Meditate. Meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do what? According to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what's called good success. So when, you, when somebody's telling you to do this contemplative meditation, go find a labyrinth and, and sit in the garden and go on. That's straight from the pit of hell. We're not going to hold back anymore. That's straight from the devil himself. He's trying to connect you to his demons. And you, we are walking right into the trap. Be careful about this new meditative studies, these things that they're having you to do because you don't know the origins of them. You don't know the effects of them. Why don't you just stick with the thus say of the Lord? We just read two verses. If you want to meditate, this is how you do it. Amen. And this is what you meditate on. See, people aren't, see what's happening is these organized, I said I won't use that word. These denominations, <laughs> they're not feeding people. They're, they, is it the, <laughs> They are, these people are looking for some help. Do you know that people really, a lot of people really want to know? They just know they can't find it there. Because what they're getting there is not what they thought they would get there. Rilani was saying, they are feeding some strange GMO food to the people. It was empty calorie food. You might get fat, but you're not healthy. And people are looking for something. Wouldn't you be looking for something? How in the world you end up here? I mean, how in the world you end up here? See, they leave the services just as empty as they did when they came in. They're searching, everybody. They're searching, ever searching. They're getting desperate. See, because they are not being fed in the church, all they are told is that you are already saved. And they should not worry about the consequence. They shouldn't worry about the conscience that comes and says something is wrong or something is right. Yet, if they would obey, if they would just read the word, they would find a wonderful truth bypassing the theories of all the ministers. They would run into Jesus and his loving, forgiving spirit and his, and his, and his power that will cause us to walk in a different way. See, this is what people, they just know they're overwhelmed. They don't have anything that can fix them. 
And when they go to these places, the people say, it's all right, baby, it's okay. You don't have to change at all. Ah, God understands. Look for the hope in Jesus. Pass the plate. That's about it. We know what we're under. We know who we are. And so God says, I can fix that. But you're going to have to be willing for me to work in you. And this is what all the message the gospel is. It's the good news of the coming of God. Christ came to save us because we were lost. No one's preaching that. They're saying Christ came to save us. There's nothing for you to do. See, Jesus is real, y'all. He'll forgive us. He'll give us power over the enemy. But you know where we find that information out? In his word. But if you threw the word away, how are you going to find out? See, the churches are offering a, sh a, a shallow experience in Bible knowledge and history, united with an emotional experience accompanied by a spirit purporting to be God. Does that make sense? Okay, we'll read it again. A shallow, the churches are offering a shallow experience in Bible knowledge and history, united with an emotional experience accompanied by a spirit purporting itself to be God. And all of it is called Christian. Help us, Lord. See, we've got to have the spirit and truth. When, we, when you practice the ancient Babylonian techniques, you open yourself up to spiritual influences and sensations that are extremely dangerous. Okay, let me ask you a question. Have anybody ever heard of a term chakra? Where did you hear it from? TV? <laughs> Yoga? Yeah. Now, do you know what a, what, what a chakra is? You know, you have all these chakras and you have to do all it is. And this is from a, a Hindu site. People who deal in this, they are called chakras because they embody movement from one dimension to another. And you thought you were just in yoga class. One dimension to another. What dimensions could they be talking about? You went from your, your carnal, physical, into a realm of spirit. You practice the Babylonian witchcraft. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Stop that. Um, do you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Anybody remember that? All dimensional tools, shifting dimensions. The more hallucinogenic we used to call them drugs, the more you deal in that, the more opportunity you get to change dimensions. I know y'all ain't touched none of that. Y'all are good folk. But let me tell you something. You will see things that don't exist in this dimension. <laughs> you will see things like, because they are in another dimension. And guess where you just went? There was a song. Harold used to like this song years ago. It, it was the Beatles put it out in the 60s and Elton John remade it in the 70s. LSD. It's called Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but it was LSD. Huh. And they just, there was a song about what described what you saw when you switched dimensions. Right. It was crazy. Uh, Lonnie, I don't know if you remember that song. It said, uh, you know, uh, picture yourself in a train by a station with plasticine porters with looking glass ties. I mean, it was like, and people are like, hey, 
but they're dimensional shifting tools. Rock and roll. Rock, rock and roll. Okay, the music, if you are a musician, most of the time those people who order you around <laughs> require you to go into another dimension. You know, you go into a, stu a studio, first thing is all the drugs on this side. <laughs> are you an alcohol guy? All alcohol on this side. Then you got, you know, when you get tired, there's women in the back. <laughs> These are all dimensional training tools that get you to another place to open up your mind to be able to what? To channel the things God asks you not to deal with. They put you under the influence of a spirit. Ask any old musician. They'll tell you. Ask, I saw, we, uh, we saw uh, Bob Dylan on 60 Minutes years ago. He's laid it out there, man. He said, the man. He said, because, you know, Ed Bradley, why do you still play music? You know, that's sort of drama. Huh? He said, I got to pay the man. The man? <laughs> what do you mean? You know, the big man. You mean you've made a deal with the devil? Got to pay the man. <laughs> why, why lie? I mean... <laughs> That's what he did. He had to change. He had to connect himself to that dimension in order to be successful in this world. And we know about sex. We got no children. Uh, the, the changing or the exchanging of spirits. We know that, don't we? All spiritual. All the thing we talk. All these things we talked about are very spiritual. We just have to be in the word of God, so it'll teach us what not to do. I think he said flee fornication, didn't he? Amen. You don't have to know why, you know why now. <laughs> this soul swapping y'all doing out here? I, don't, I ain't been right since I dated so-and-so. Wonder why. <laughs> he had 114 legions of demons and now you don't know what's wrong with you. Okay, let's keep going. See, as we fight this last battle for the mind, we have to be on guard against the spiritual wickedness in high places. The occult practices of today would be shocking just 30 years ago. Everybody's tatted up, pierced up, under the influence of mind-altering prescriptions. There is not, there's no telling what's going to happen now. We're going to get into this, I guess, next time we get together. This battle of the mind is real. Amen. And these things are affecting our chances of winning. We are inviting too many things in, into our realm of influence. We're opening ourselves up to many demonic influences and we can't get the victory without Jesus. See, this is not a game. Right. Satan is in everything. Amen. Everything on earth, okay? He's in everything. But that's why we need the truth of God the spirit of God and the blood of Jesus to cover us, to guide us, to save us from the onslaught of evil. If we're going to stand a chance, we need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, don't we? We need the blood of Christ on us all the time because what is coming at us is spiritual and the blood keeps those demons from entering. Y'all believe that? 
See, we need a shelter at this time. Go to Psalms 18 and we'll get you out of here. We need a shelter in the time of storm. His word is our shelter. And if we don't want to do what he asked you to do, you're going to get victimized. I don't know about you, but I got tired of being punked. I got tired of being pimped. I didn't want anything telling me something that I needed to do something or somebody or some entity instructing me in something that I knew was wrong. Anybody in a, in a it's, it's like an addict. Anybody been an addict? We have, we have a few ex addicts in here. You're no longer an alcoholic. You're no longer a drug addict. So don't let them lie to you. I'm 18 years sober. I'm an alcoholic. You stand up at these meetings. Tell me if I'm wrong. You stand up at meetings. My name is so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. I haven't had a drink in, in eight years. You are not an alcoholic. Amen. You've been delivered. Amen. 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 You live a different life now. Amen. There is a God that has changed you. Amen. Keep trying to bring that old dead man to your meetings. Amen. Don't bring him. Yeah. If you go to those meetings and say, I used to be an alcoholic, I ain't now. You want to know how? <laughs> See, that's what's wrong with Lonnie now. He keep telling folks, hey, let me tell you how to do this. <laughs> standing for the right in the midst of the Babylonian Empire Amen. because there's only one way out because there was only one way in Amen. that's what we got to figure that's what we got to understand thank you Lord there was only one way into that through the spirit and there's only one way out of it is through the spirit Amen. does that make sense Amen. so any addiction we have it only came by the spirit any time we've been delivered it came by the spirit amen, amen. amen. thank you Lord you see how that works and we've gone through that, Brother Menace, you're right. Uh, a good word. We have given permission for the influence. Why can't we give the uh, permission for the exit? Amen. We need to start giving permission to Jesus. Amen? Amen? Psalms 18. God promised us this, and this is what we need to claim this morning. We're beginning at verse 1 of Psalm 18. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be what? Amen. Saved from my enemies. Ain't that an amen? amen. Man, that, uh, that, he said he is, my, he is my, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength. I will trust in him. He's my buckler. He's my horn and my salvation. He's my high tower. What else you want him to be? He can be some more stuff. Amen. He said, but I know this. I shall be saved from my enemies because I stand in the truth. And the truth stands in me. And, I, and, and with God, his spirit and his truth is what we need. And if we would just settle in that, stop believing that what you know is enough to fight what you're up against. If you hadn't come in here today, some of you all would still be fighting your boss. Still be trying to fight something physical. Still be trying to fight your own opinions. Because we do believe we know, right? Yeah. Well, I don't believe it. What, what that got to do with anything? You didn't create the heaven and the earth. I know who did, though. Let's believe in him. Now, we're going to get into some things that's going to make y'all a little uncomfortable. Not now, not today. Y'all don't worry. <laughs> Y'all get to go home on time. But we got to understand that we are in a time where everything 
that our ancestors dealt with when we were taking over uh, the land, we're going to be dealing with now. We're going to be dealing with everything from spiritual wickedness to giants. We're going to be dealing uh, everything from, from, from evil to righteousness. And we're going to have to learn how to walk in that and how to recognize those things and let the Spirit tell us these things. Because if, we, if somebody is systematically trying to kill you, trying to destroy you, don't you think it'd be good for us to let you know that? Somewhere in that Bible says, man, if you see something going wrong and you don't blow the horn, their blood is on you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to have none of y'all blood on me. <laughs> yeah, I might have my blood, my blood on me, but I'm not having your blood on me because it is my job as a watchman to say at least expose you to what is going on so you may go to the one that can help, who is Jesus. I am not trying to have you pattern yourself after me or after anybody. I need you to walk in the newness of God because that is your only hope and their only salvation. Amen. So when you hear these things, at least what 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 7 says, consider what I say and let the Lord give the understanding in all things. I'm not trying to convince you to change gods or whatever you do. I'm trying to show you a God, him that can get us through. You want to be happy? Amen. I mean, really happy. Amen. Remember we talked about this morning, somebody said, well, son, we all got to die someday. <laughs> we don't have to. Amen. What happens if Christ comes and you are found worthy Amen. through his blood? You didn't die, did you? <laughs> don't claim foolishness like that. Amen. We all got to die someday, so I might as well, what do you say? I might as well have fun. Death is not fun. Being sick is not fun. Can't get up in the morning is not fun. Having to pop a pill before you can, can walk is not fun. I think fun is to be able to get up and do what you want to do anytime you want to do it, all in the name of the Lord. That's fun to me. Amen. Walk around here 30 years old, got bad knees. What is wrong with you? That's not fun, is it? Walking around here mad at your spouse. Is that fun? All of this can be fixed if we walk in the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. So believe this. Are y'all ready to take this journey? Amen. Don't be afraid. It's a great journey. When, now, now, if, if, if you, we got down the road and you say, Did, you knew about these things and you didn't tell us. Y'all be a little upset, wouldn't you? Now, um, God is good. He's merciful. He's not going to spill it all at one time. He's going to tell, he's going to say what he wants to say when he wants to say it. So we're not going to go too deep, too fast. Amen? Right. But there's some things that need to be exposed. Only for your salvation's sake. So you can, you can break the chains. Break the chains of ignorance. Break the chains of fear. No more will be afraid to do things what God asks us to do. He'll lead us in his path, won't he? Yes. And so let's take this journey together, if you're ready to take it. Amen. Now, if you're not, on the 15th, when we come to a new place, don't be there. <laughs> we want you to come, though. We want you to come. You got you to come. <laughs> Just come. Because we need everybody. Because everybody hears something, don't they? You think God is waiting on me to be the only source of information? You got to be out of your mind. He, he's too smart for that. So we're going to start listening. We're going to start hearing what God has to tell us in every aspect of our lives. 
so we can be a people that will be happy, hopeful, and faithful. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, again, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you for the shield of salvation. We thank you for your angels that stand guard over our souls. Father, we are in a battle, but you already won. And Lord, we ask that we would stand in the victor circle, that we would stop inviting the enemy in, that we would learn the difference between good and evil. Father, that we would know the touch of our God is different from the touch of this world. Let us long for you, Lord. Let us long for your spirit, your spirit to live in us, to guide us, to lead us. And we ask this, Lord, you protect us, Lord, from that false angel, that, that one that comes looking like you, the ministers that come talking like you, the false prophets that come, Lord, impersonating you. Father, give us the wisdom that comes from your word so we may know that we may refuse, but also obey you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the privilege. And Lord, we thank you for the promise. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.